When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt Mania Podcast, hosted by T. Call, Neo X, Rock Knowledge, and me, G1 to the Rescue, is brought to you by Random Beats, the Steel Cage Network, and Geekscape.net. Remember, wrestling is fun, and please keep your shoulders off the mat. And now, the show. Random Beats presents Matt Mania Podcast, the Southwest Authority on wrestling, hip-hop, and everything in between. Let's get ready to rumble! Yo, 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 what is going on? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, ladies and gentlemen of the free world. It is me, G1 to the rescue with the energy, the elevated creative, your baby mama's favorite, whatever you want to call me. And of course, I represent the Southwest Authority on Wrestling Hip Hop and everything in between. Welcome to episode 211, not to be confused with Steel Reserve Beer, which if you're still drinking that right now, yikes. Uh, <laughs> but welcome to episode 211 of Mad Mania Podcast. I am G1 to the rescue at the moment. I'm flying solo. Uh, a couple of our guys are running a little bit behind. Um, so we know we don't we know we'll have one or two in soon, but it's okay. Other than that, I, I have no problem flying the flag for the crew. This is not something that happens very often. So you get a little bit of me on the personal side, uh, you know, and so further notice. And in the mean and in between, we're gonna do how we always do. Y'all already know what type of show this is. This is the uncut, raw, uncensored uh recap and vibe in regards to pro wrestling and hip-hop culture so a couple of things just want to kind of get out the way first and foremost uh this is a random beats podcast shout out to mega Rand, the innovator of Matt mania podcast he's currently on tour right now uh check him out he's all through the midwest at the moment definitely hit up mega Rand on all the social media platforms hit him up online see where he's at go see his show pick up some of that merch do what you do also this is a geekscape.net podcast shout out to matt kelly and the good guys at geekscape.net um we are sponsored by both entities so please support all geekscape geekscape i can't even say the word correctly podcast including us here at mad mania now um i'm gonna do a little bit of a, a personal put over so you guys already know we do the put over where we talk about something non-wrestling related throughout the week that we love and enjoy. So since it's only me in there, you know, I get it cracking. So this week alone, I've indulged in so many different things, but I took a back step to something that I had not got around to really diving into and watching over the last couple of years. And I don't know how, and I've watched every other Star Trek series available on Paramount+. Plus. And I started watching Star Trek Picard at the beginning when it came out. Uh, and, and this is about Star Trek Picard. So I started watching Picard at the very beginning when this came out in about 2020. But it was January 2020 when the show came out. And obviously, you know, that was right before the, the COVID happened and the big pandemic kicked off. 
right before my final separation leading into my divorce, but that's a whole nother conversation. So it was like two years straight. I didn't really get to, I didn't really feel like I had the, the, the time and energy to, to deep dive into Picard because I knew Picard as a show was going to be much deeper than, than any other Star Trek series out there. Granted, Discovery, shout out to the cast of Star Trek Discovery, including the beautiful black uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, Queen Sonequa Martin-Green. Um, and there's some deep moments in there, too. But for those of us whose introduction to Star Trek was the next generation, like uh, Captain Picard, rather Admiral Picard at this point, is our guy. So I basically uh, decided to take a step back in lieu of the third season getting ready to drop um, at the top of next year, I took a step back and I watched the first two seasons of Star Trek Picard. Let me tell you, this show is a lot deeper uh, within the lore than I thought. It's a really well put together show. It's not a boring show. Um, Patrick Stewart at, you know, about 80 some odd years old is, is literally still peak top tier acting this role that he's technically been tethered in for so many years and he still does he still does it to perfection and i love that about him he's a really great guy so these these first two seasons have really carried me in the loop i'm not gonna spoil a lot i'll just say if you are a star trek fan or, or fuck it even if you're not a star trek fan please go to paramount plus watch star trek picard you will love it it's a fire show definitely brought back a lot of memories because there are some cameo appearances from the uh the tng cast the other members of the tng cast like uh uh you know commander troy and and uh commander Riker, and you know you'll you'll see more going into season three which what i understand is the final season uh of picard which is understandable something like that only needed three seasons so yes please go to paramount plus please check out star trek picard whenever you can all right now that we've gotten that little bit of business out the way uh let's let's talk wrestling and and so some other people get in here which we clearly have a lot to talk about in the world of wrestling um i want to kind of start off with AEW. obviously everything in terms of of headlines has all been kind of centered around AEW. we know that that mjf has has returned he's the devil he, he's got a new crew now, uh, which the title of this, this this particular episode will be firmed is because MJF has a whole new crew alongside Stokely Hathaway and a crew that he calls The Firm, which consists of uh, du- the recently signed W. Morrissey, formerly known as Big Cass, for those of you uh, big fans of WWE, um, Lee Moriarty, friggin' All Ego Ethan Page. Yeah, it's a it's it's a oh yeah yeah crazy stable super crazy stable and uh, MJF himself man and and we see the effect that it's that it's starting to have on MJF hasn't been in any matches yet we know that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait on that and that's gonna have to build but he's doing a good job of putting himself back into that main event picture he's the greatest asshole on TV right now and I and, and I fucking love it uh, shouts out to MJF really dope stuff so yeah man um this is uh now two two or three weeks post all out 
post everything that's happened, post all the fallout, post all the suspensions and stuff like that. Um, there were a couple of suspensions lifted. We know one of the gentlemen that that was proven of helping broke uh, helping broke up the fight. Who I think is one either one of their referees, or one of their coaches. They had brought him back in already, so that's already uh, you know null and void. Uh, rumor has it that CM Punk may not be coming back. It's tough. Um, I don't know what the specifics are necessarily, but there have been reports that are saying that CM Punk may be looking into a buyout of his AEW contract. Man, and... You know, we didn't get the summer of Punk necessarily because he was um, injured and those type of things happened. And he's been injured a couple of times since he's been in AEW. And it's just like, man, you know, at this point, it's like he was there, but it doesn't feel like he was part of the roster. It feels like him being there was more of like a, a limited time guest appearance type thing, which I guess is cool, but... Um, you know, it's, it's CM Punk. Guys like myself who grew up fans of CM Punk, we wanted to see him, you know, really run with the title, really have some more stellar matches. You know, he unfortunately missed, missed Forbidden Door. We were about to get uh, one of the greatest matches at Forbidden Door. Um, and it was just, you know, it, everything just kind of blown away. And then he comes back and then he injures himself and then you know you already know the rest that happened and if you don't know definitely go look it up you can see that whole media scrum everywhere on the internet it's it's crazy but yeah um during cm punk's current suspension and him being on the, the injury reserve necessarily um there's a possibility that cm punk injured or not just may not be coming back and it may be just his choice not to come back so and 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 that would suck but also we do have to realize that there, there was an AEW before CM Punk, and there will be an AEW after CM Punk. And it's not to take anything away from CM Punk and all of his contributions to the world of wrestling, but it's just to say, if in the midst of all that, you know, all, your your personal business just kind of gets filtered into something uh, a place to just where it doesn't belong and if it's really like that serious and we're all not being worked then it's like man I don't know you know and then if you keep getting injured or whatever it's like man I don't know maybe you do need to just relax for a minute you know whatever the situation may be I would love to see CM Punk have another great run but if but if if we gonna get that you know type of vibe and if it's gonna be a situation where as soon as we get excited he gets injured again then it's like what do we do? What do we do at that point? So again, um, we, there's so many other things to cover in the, in, in the, the wide, wide world of, uh, of, uh, wrestling. And that was just one piece of it. We have new tag team champions as of yesterday, brand new world, AW tag team champions. As of yesterday, shouts out to the five tool player, Anthony Bowens and platinum max caster, AKA the acclaimed uh, for finally fulfilling their dream of winning the AEW tag team champions as a homegrown AEW tag team. Man, gotta love it. We're gonna clap it up for them. 
And we gonna drop a bomb For daddy ass Cause he got involved <laughs> Shout out to Billy Gunn You know I've really been impressed with Billy Gunn's run um, With the acclaimed and everything Because what makes this special Is Y'all know how long Billy has been around And he's just been given some mm, So-so Gimmicks or whatnot. I like that AEW is just kind of letting him be him and it kind of feels loosely like his his DX self like Billy Gunn is over again because of his affiliation with the acclaimed and the, the scissor me daddy ass and, and all of that and all of that stuff first of all let me let me just say this the fact that a team could get away or any wrestler could get away with the words scissor me daddy ass on national television is some of the most hilarious shit I've I've ever known in my life. That's part of the reason I'm really enjoying this, this run with the acclaim. And it looks like, um, looks like we'll be seeing a lot more because they got the straps now and swerve and Lee, AKA swerve in our glory, Keith Lee and swerve Strickland have almost kind of solidified themselves as heels in a way. It's like, you don't want them to be heels because you love them so much, but you know, Swerve is a quality heel. We've never necessarily seen Keith Lee in so much of a heel role, but I'm sure next to Swerve, he could probably get it done. And, um, you know, they, they both are athletic as hell. They both put on a great... That, 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 that match, the first match between Swerve and Our Glory and the Acclaim was fire. This match here was was just completely stepped it up a notch and the buildup was there. The storytelling was there in physical form. Everything about that match was solid and completely down to a science of just really, 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 really good wrestling. Um, we seen a great match with um, Pack in Orange Cassidy. And for those of you that don't know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to uh, some of the events of yesterday's AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, uh, which, of course, for the second year, uh, took place at the Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. Shout out to NY. They that seems to be a, a a big venue for AEW, and I'm sure year by year they'll keep coming back there. Uh, if you're listening to this episode on on stream uh, on your Spotify's or your Apple Podcasts, recording this episode live on Thursday, which means tomorrow, Friday, you'll get the rampage. Grand Slam. It'll be a two-hour uh, rampage where we'll also see the in-ring debut of one of my favorite rappers, Action Bronson. He'll be teaming up with Hook to go against uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society's uh, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, and uh, Cool Hand Ange, Angelo Parker, formerly known as 2.0. So, that's going to be a lot of fun match. Also, I, I really want to say this real quick. Whoever's decision it was to have Daddy Magic, Matt Menard do commentary on Dark Elevation next to Excalibur, I think that was one of the coolest things that you could have done. Because for those of you that don't watch AEW Dark or Dark Elevation, first of all, I encourage you to watch it because then you get to see kind of the the upbringing of some of these other stars that may not necessarily get that TV time, but they're still being watched amongst 
you know, over 200,000 followers Mondays and Tuesdays on YouTube. But anyway, um, AEW Dark Elevation, as of the last few weeks, I feel like maybe three or more weeks, um, commentary on Dark Elevation on Monday nights has been going to Excalibur and Daddy Magic. And when I tell you Daddy Magic is entertaining as fuck on commentary, he is extremely entertaining, man. Shout out to shout out to Daddy Magic Madonna. Because him and him and Taz on regular dark on Tuesdays is bad enough. But then you get Daddy Magic in the building, and that's a whole nother scenario. It's really fun. Shows are free on YouTube. I strongly encourage you to go watch them. Uh, AW Dark Elevation commentary with Excalibur and Daddy Magic. Now getting back to the um, getting back to the Dynamite Grand Slam. Uh, also, a really cool thing that happened yesterday was we seen after five long years away from the ring, um, Paige is no longer Paige. She's just back to being good old Soraya. She is all elite. She is officially a part of the AEW roster, which obviously obviously is going to mean that at some point, uh, the artist formerly known as Paige, a.k.a. Soraya, will be making her AEW in-ring debut against who? Who knows? But it will be fun to see uh, if she still got it in the ring after five years away from the ring and I'm and I'm almost sure she does she was she was brought up in in wrestling so I don't really put it past her that she'll be uh, a strong addition to to AEW but only time will tell you know if the if the injuries and all that sort of thing you know aren't a factor at this point but also I feel like if if Brian Danielson and on the WWE side, Edge can get through what they've got through in terms of, you know, injuries and whatnot for them to still be able to do what they do on their own terms. Then I'm sure that at Paige is most likely ready at this point. And we're going to see uh, a, a very different. And let me let me not say Paige Soraya at this point. We're going to see a very different Soraya. She's going to be able to let loose a bit. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to it. Man. Once again, this is Matt Mania Podcast, episode 211. I am G1 to the rescue. Uh, I am not being joined by anybody at the moment, so I'm rocking it solo today. Um, we just got I just got through recapping a little bit of the AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. We got Rampage Grand Slam tomorrow. Uh, fire stuff. Also, going back to that women's match, which I didn't get around to talking about. Before we even got to the Soraya debut, we ended up getting a new interim AEW Women's Champion crowned in the form of Athena, which is it, which is interesting because there there hasn't been a lot of story build up in terms of Athena being in the title picture. Do I think she deserves it from an athlete standpoint? Hell yeah, absolutely. Athena is Athena. She's dope. We we've been watching her for a while. We we know what it is. But the other half of that is, you know, a lot of the the beef since Athena has been in AEW has been with her and Jay Cargill. And um, I don't know what 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know where in that she ended up winning the belt, but I guess we'll see what that comes on. Uh, we'll see how that works in the future. But uh, for now, I am joined by my my good brother and my Matt Mania podcast co-host, co-star, my brother in this, my partner in this, Teak motherfucking Hall, the villain, Squid Gang and his bitch. What's going on, Teak? What's good with you, man? What's up? What's up, man? Um, I kind of uh, came straight home from work and went to sleep. I <laughs> look. I don't blame you. Probably needed that rest. I understand that. Hell yeah, man. But yeah, man. I kind. I, I kind of kicked off doing? answering questions or something. Um, I kind of uh, within the within the first twenty minutes, I kind of I kind of gave my own put over, and I kind of just gave my thoughts on a, a, a few things that happened during the dynamite grand slam yesterday obviously we're only 20 minutes in we got plenty we got plenty of time to get into it get back into it do flips and upside down first uh because you were just coming in i want to i want to throw it to your put over if you got one what was something within the world of wrestling well without outside of the world of wrestling this week that you thoroughly enjoyed uh, what was your put over uh, my my put over, uh, in, in this case, was Star Trek Picard because I'm just now watching both seasons in full uh, <laughs> from when I started it in 2020. Granted, I've seen every other Star Trek series, but just now really dove into Picard on the eve of season three, which is coming uh, February of next year. So I just wanted to already be caught up, and I'm now midway into season two, and I love the show more than I thought I was going to love it. So. Can you still see me? Yeah, I can see. Okay. Um, I guess my put over would be I started watching um, this show called The Patient on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Okay. With, with Steve Carell. And, hey, that's my dude. And I guess his name is Donald Gleason. Um, <laughs> what a what a name. It's D O M H N A L L. I don't even know how you get those letters to pronounce next to each other. But um No, the show is dope. It's about um Steve Carell is a therapist mm-hmm. and he's one of um one of his patients. He's been coming in to see him and then um one day Steve Carell wakes up and he's chained up inside this guy's basement. Um, it's it's a it's a finished basement, so you know it's a bed and carpet and stuff down there or whatever. But he wakes up in a strange place, chained up, and then the dude walks in, and it's the patient who's been coming to see him, and he um basically kidnapped him so that he can give him therapy at home because what he has an issue with is that he likes to kill people, and mm. he said that um he he has an urge and a need to kill people and he wasn't able to tell Steve Carell these things at his therapist's office it wasn't allowing him to open up and tell the truth so he kidnapped him and brought him to his house so that he can mm. um, give him therapy there and basically try to help him figure out what's going on with this um, with this need to kill people so it seems Jeez. like a pretty it seems like a pretty dope show I don't watch two episodes of it so far 
You know, I've noticed uh, Steve Carell recently has been making his transition. Like, he'll still do the comedy stuff every now and then, but I noticed that he's been making his transition into more, like, serious roles. So, and he's doing, he does a really good job at it. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of that, like, you'll see certain emotions in his face. Like, when he's scared, he genuinely looks scared. When he's in deep thought, he's genuinely in deep thought. Like, it's little things that I noticed with Steve Carell acting in serious roles that I genuinely enjoy. So, yeah, I have to tap into that, man. The and patient. He's got the, he's got the greatest going right now. So, I mm-hmm. mean, um, he got the, the gray beard or whatever. He's he's going for his older, older status. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so, man. Check yeah, you know, we absolutely please please check that out. The patient, Hulu, peep it. Yeah, we, you know, we got that, that, that early gray, uh, Steve Carell when uh when Space Force came out we started to get a glimpse of them grays and we seen that that our man was uh was was getting a little bit older I still wouldn't mind another season of that there were parts of that show that are, that are like extremely funny and I just feel if they elaborated on those it would be even even crazier check out uh definitely check out the patient Hulu Steve Carell good stuff but yeah man um. Going back into the Dynamite Grand Slam, man, we were talk. We, I was just well, not we, but I was kind of going into my thoughts on a few things. Uh, first and foremost, you already know we got we got new tag champs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because everybody loves the acclaim, right? So you know, it was it was time. And and AEW was seems to be going full along with the. Um, I don't I don't know if it's just. Um, with the New York shit because they they predominantly on the East Coast, but it's like with having Who Kid there and having um, Fabulous there, you know that it had Action Bronson there. He about to do a match like yeah, he'll be up Westside Gun. Like you got, I mean, and even though they had um, you know Jermaine Dupri and um, and what's his name on there, um, Kevin, Kevin Gates. Gates, yeah, they didn't. Within the past couple of weeks, they had a lot of musical guests there, either in the crowd or actually in the show, and and predominantly rappers. So, mm-hmm. you know what I think is happening? I think that because because there's a lot of people within the AEW roster, black, white, or other, that are kind of tapped into you know the hip hop culture whether it be for the music sake whether it be for the fashion sake whatever the situation may be and i think a lot of them are are bringing this to the attention of tony khan and granted tony's a young dude as well you know i'm sure it's not everything but i'm sure it's some things and some people that he listens to i'm sure it's some folks that he knows very well and yeah i think it's i think it's another way to to elevate AEW as the brand that's for the culture. Like, look what they've shown us only in a few short weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that that part of it is really cool. Like we like they they've had special guests in WWE, and that's in and, and there's been some really great special special guests. You know, Snoop and Timbo and so many others. But this is different because. AEW is doing is they're tapping into the culture as it pertains right now and that's the that's the beautiful part of it yeah but yeah man I I, I, you know I I look forward to the day that 
the acclaim won the tag belts because as as we all talked about before on another episode the acclaimed is essentially a homegrown AEW tag team they were they they were they came in AEW and they were literally two separate wrestlers and they were put together by Tony Khan and I've you know been blessed since I tune in the dark and dark elevation on a weekly basis I've been blessed to watch their uprising over the last you know two and a half years or so uh, I've been blessed to watch them grow into the entity that they are now and they just joking around being themselves doing their thing and and man these reactions that they get city to city is just insane well yeah that was kind of something that I had mentioned earlier in the in the group chat when I said mm-hmm. that um you know we can we compare them to DX kind of because of the innuendo mm-hmm. but they're they're really like they're only toned down as far as look and seriousness goes but as far as innuendo I feel like they're way past DX was yeah and 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 that's hilarious because we always compare like oh DX suck it to scissor me daddy and shit like that and like oh the claim was gonna have shirts that's gonna get the kids kicked out of school <laughs> I was watching the, when I was watching the Grand Slam. It was kids out there that had cardboard um, scissors that they made at home. <laughs> cardboard scissors that they was out there. Yeah, I seen it. While the acclaim was coming out, talking about um, talking about um, swerving in the glory hole and shit. Yeah, like, oh yeah, like, the rap. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Oh, <laughs> the rap was hilarious. I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> Right, and I'm like, me rolling, I'm like the first thing you show before the plane come out is a is a whole bunch of kids in the crowd and they pink and black, <laughs> and then you show Max Caster rapping that crazy shit. And, and how then, do you like, explain? How do you explain the concept of of scissor me daddy ass? How do you oh, explain what that I, means to I kids? Can't wait to buy me a scissor me daddy ass shirt. Right now, now also <laughs> hold on because because. The shirts that I saw people wearing at Grand Slam only said "Scissor Me, Daddy," but I thought they had a shirt that said "Scissor Me, Daddy Ass," don't they? Yeah, at the very at the very bottom is there. There's a, uh, depending on I think there's a there might be only one shirt, but it, I think it says "Scissor Me, Daddy Ass." I hadn't seen a, just a "Scissor Me, Daddy" shirt. Yeah, and and I wonder if they're doing that because remember in the beginning the "Scissor Me, Daddy Ass" shirt was kind of like graffiti, like spray painted look, and now these ones is streamlined where it's just. Stars on it, so I wonder if they took Uh, maybe that's the yeah for for kids and stuff or whatever. You know, it still it still don't make it no better. If you talk about scissoring, you might as well say ass at that. Just say scissor me, daddy, but no ass on it. But I can't wait to get me one of those shirts so somebody can look at me crazy. I wonder. Oh yeah, hell yeah. These kids can't wear that shirt in school. Nah, nah. Suck it was bad enough, and then uh. And then what makes it fun again? How do you even explain what what that is to kids? <laughs> how do you explain what that is to an adult? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you also see that the acclaimed has jerseys now? And the Black Caster jersey. They got yeah. They 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 have jerseys. They're selling those on but them. The, the plain just acclaimed in the, the pink lettering with the number. Those are five. I, yeah, it's, I, it's, I, it's I say a claim on the front, but it say platinum on the back. Platinum on the back. Yeah, I need, I, I need one of them jerseys. Them boys are sick, man. Um, and then, um, 
yeah, man. So that and all of the the, the scissoring gestures, everybody, everybody doing the scissoring. So you know, the kids out there is out there doing that with each other. I and, know. It's just like, man. I, I, every time I see a kid, every time I see a bunch of kids doing that shit in the audience, I literally just feel for their parents because I'm just like, man, they're gonna have to explain this one day or whatever day they find out what scissoring is. It's gonna be like, really? I, I saw Who Kid on Instagram saying something like he didn't think that it was legal to scissor forty four thousand people or forty thousand people at one time or something. <laughs> 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 Yo, shout out to DJ Who Kid. Cause I didn't even I didn't even know that that Who Kid was a wrestling fan like that for even be popping up. In in Fabulous's case, his son, Joso, is a wrestling fan. He uh-huh. said that on numerous occasions. So I remember when his son I remember when his when he showed his son's bedroom and his bed was a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So I'm sure that was just kind of a labor of love for him to walk out with the acclaim. But you said who kids said I didn't know that scissoring forty thousand people was yeah, no, nah, Fabulous walked out with Swerve in our glory. He picked the wrong, he picked the wrong team. Oh. Who kid came out with um with the acclaim? Yes, sir. Uh, and yeah, we we know how that went down. Boom, but it was a fire match. It was it was an even more fire match than the first time they fought. And the first time they fought was a fire match. This was an even more fire match. Like all of the all of the the in ring dramatics, not not the stuff building up to it. All of the in ring storytelling was there in in this second match. Like it was really. I think, I think the first match might have been better as far as wrestling quality goes, but I think the um what do, what do they what do they say like the um the suspense you could cut it with a knife you know that's what i'm saying this match because it was like the crowd wanted to win last time it was um let down in this rematch the crowd knew that they were gonna win and the crowd made sure that you knew that they knew they was gonna win all the scissor me daddy chants and all the shit that was going on it was like the the crowd was waiting for it they were salivating for the claim the win. There was a moment where I thought that, damn, are they not going to get it this time either? There was a moment in the match to where the acclaims get in the upper hand. Uh, both of them go up to the top rope at the same time. We see Anthony Bowens from the right side uh, deliver a flying blockbuster uh, to, uh, I think that was, that was uh, Swerve in the ring at the time. And then it looked like Max was going to come off the top rope with the elbow, but then he ended up, oh, he ended up landing on his feet and, and mm-hmm. fucking up his leg, uh, fucking up his knee. And I'm like, damn. And, and I, and I get that it was in ring storytelling for the, for the suspense, but I'm, but that's, that's part of wrestling. It's like, yo, are they not going to win this time? <laughs> Did he really fuck up his leg on the way down. And then obviously you see him finish it. It was just a big pop and crazy, but yeah, man, AEW's for the culture. Clearly they, 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 they deep diving. They in the bag of, guest appearances and anything that can muster up by some of hip hop's best. So that that's really cool. I want to send a shout out to uh to my boy Josh Molesky. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. <laughs> and I and I like that um that Billy Gunn hit the um hit the famous surf for them to win. Yo did, did did you did you pop did you pop the way I did? Because yo I, I'm talking about famous on the outside of the ring. I was like, hell yeah, definitely. It was, just, it was just the fact that you know that the the claim they're not. I mean, they're 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 tweeners. You know, they're 
they're not faces or heels. I mean, for the crowd, they faces, but they ain't got a problem. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're definitely heels. It's a really, it's a different approach to a heel, but I would I would definitely see them more so as as heels or maybe just anti-hero. Yeah, that's what a, that's what a, that's what an in-betweener is, a tweener. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 in the middle. They they they'll do some dirty shit, but then they'll do some shit to make you laugh or whatever. It's kind of like right. how they're trying to play um, MJF right now. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's the devil, but they all love him. They all cheering for him and everything like that. Exactly. They all kind of, <laughs> uh we got a we, we we got a quick question that that was directed at both of us uh joshua molesky again shout out to my boy josh he says uh question both teams are dope as fuck but as far as your personal preference who are who are your favorite tag teams currently out there uh tq you want to kick off that answer no, I'm thinking. You can you can go ahead and pick that. I could I could tell you just out there in general in the world of wrestling. Um, first off, and in no particular order, uh, Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, because they had disbanded for a while and they were both kind of doing different things. Shelley was still wrestling full time. Uh, Chris Saban. Uh, was actually working backstage for WWE for quite some time and then once he healed up or whatever he decided to get back in the ring and then him and uh him and Alex are, uh, are out you know at everywhere not just impact doing you know top quality matches and including obviously we just recently seen them uh at all out you know for, for the very first time in AEW so I gotta say Motor City Machine Guns um also in impact uh two members of the infamous bullet club friend of the podcast my homie uh chris bay dash and chris bay um first black member of the bullet club and also ace austin who who i just recently learned is a member of the bullet club now they are a tag team what makes them special is that they're evenly matched in terms of size they're about the same height same weight same speed very similar offense. They tend to do things with perfection. They're they're a very interesting tag team to join the Bullet Club, and I, I want to see that particular team out the Bullet Club have a bigger run outside of just Impact Wrestling. I want to see them do some more New Japan stuff. I want to see them do uh, uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay are a phenomenal tag team, and if you have not watched them uh, together, I strongly encourage you watch Impact Wrestling or hop on YouTube because uh, Impact will occasionally show full matches on YouTube and some of the clips and just see what they're about for real. I, I was familiar with both guys before they both joined the Bullet Club so it was like this is they're, they're definitely the vibe and then of course you know you gotta love the acclaim you gotta love Swerve and Our Glory um, top favorite if I, if I had to say uh, I guess a top favorite out of everybody right now for me, for me, that's still. I, I still think the 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 young bucks are probably one of the most solid, significant, um, big tag teams out there. I've been watching the young bucks since they were Generation Me <laughs> in TNA. So uh, I, I definitely would still say the young bucks is at the top of the food chain. But everybody else who I mentioned, solid teams, definitely. So G1 just went ahead and named like six tag teams. Um, Three. <laughs> no, nah, man, you named like six. You named Swerve, you named the Acclaim, you named Motor City Machine Guns, you named the Elite, 
who else you name? I'm missing some people. And that's four. Okay, so so five so five then because I because I mentioned Chris Bay and Ace Austin of Bullet yep, Club. There you go. Yep, five. That's mm-hmm. his top five. Yep. Um I'm gonna say um Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. This <laughs> <laughs> is my favorite mixed tag team. Cause any reason for me to see more Rhea um is is okay with me. So <laughs> Oh shit. Um, somebody said that she's um that she seemed like she's become the leader of judgment day. What you think about that? That's fair. I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily put it past. That's a fair assessment. You know? It especially because she's the one kind of making all the 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 storyline waves out the out the crew right now. Like like let's face it, Finn Balor and and Damian Priest are what they are. They're dope, but just with them alone, past the whole edge thing, there's not a whole lot of story build. Rhea and Dominic are kind of really creating that thing, and it does kind of put her in more of a a upfront position in the team. So that's that's arguable, but I would say yeah. Well, well, funny you just said. Speaking of storyline and Finn and Damian Priest not um, having much, right. but if you've seen on Raw, they had a little backstage um, Finn and AJ moment. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you think that's going to result in the the Finn and AJ Styles feud that we haven't got yet, or do you think that's going to result in AJ Styles joining Judgment Day? Um, I think main event situation is imminent uh it's it's you know aj can have another big baby face run and he could do it against the judgment day with the main target being finn balor because of their history together now if you would have asked me this prior to the the new triple h era of creative i would have said I don't know. They may have AJ join the Judgment Day or whatever the situation may be, but I feel like if 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 I know if if I know Paul Triple H Levesque, like I think I know Paul Triple H Levesque, he knows the main event potential of a Finn Balor and AJ Styles single match. So I think it's a, I think it's a story to be told there in, in in this particular generation of WWE. It's something that could be done, and it's something that could be done extremely well. Didn't we well. get that already? Didn't we get um? Didn't didn't we get Demon Balor, Demon King versus AJ Styles at one we, point? We we got we got it, but it but it wasn't like a match with like a, a story behind it. It was something that was just really more so for fanfare. This you could really have a build and really make it like a a super main eventy thing. You know, Finn doesn't have to do the whole demon shit anymore. Although. Why wouldn't Finn break out the demon in Judgment Day with purple paint? I, I mean, I, I would think that would be fire. Josh is hilarious. Because <laughs> because Judgment Day is not a spooky faction. I think originally they were going to be, but then when disbanding Edge from it and it's just being them, they're just trying to be like some greasers, you know, like just some, <laughs> just some, um, what would, what, what would, um, an announcer called them of uh, a, a leather Lothario or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Spell <Like>, that. <laughs> like, like um, Joshua said, like domin, domin, uh, dominatrix type stuff, you know? Like, 
Oh man. They're they're just trying to be more of the 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 cool bullies I think they're trying to be right now and less um mm-hmm. and less spooky. So that's why I don't think that he would go demon. Mm-hmm. I, I mean that's that and, and that's another and that's another good point. That's another good take on that. I would I mean it's that that's another one of those things that's that's arguable and 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 definitely only time will tell. Um it's funny because in, in lieu of Josh's comment and for those of you listening, uh Rhea Rip Rhea Rhea Ripley and Dominatrix Dominic Mysterio LMFAO Dom can't handle the booty. <laughs> Listen, let's keep let's keep it all the way funky. They the same age. If we really if we really being honest about it, they're both twenty five. Well, if we gonna keep it all the way funky, uh, she would be taking his boot. So. <laughs> she would. She's definitely poppy. So <laughs> I would say so, man. That's my somebody, friend. Somebody was saying that they got like a um. Um, man, what the fuck was I just about to say? Um, no, that's what we call a brain fart, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it happens every time. It happens to the well, best. No, just, saying, just saying that um, that Rhea and Dom look good together or whatever, but I don't want them to progress that in any sort of way with them like that. You know, like yeah. I don't, I don't want that to progress into a relationship with them. I don't want that to progress into Rhea and Dominic splitting up from the Judgment Day and being their own solo. Yeah, like, no, that's I, never going to happen. I rather them just continue to play it like she's manipulating them. Like, yeah, no. it's it's not that type of group. I don't, and and, and even and, and even with Dominic and Rhea, Rhea plays more to the. The, the dark side of things. I don't even think she would agree to a storyline like that on some like Eddie Guerrero and China type shit. Yeah, she she's not for that. I think the the Judgment Day situation is a from the beginning is a is a perfect fit uh, for her character, and this is something that that definitely is going going kind of boost Dominic's repertoire. Although Dominic still got to work on his mic skills. Crowd wasn't having it on Raw. They booed that man to death. They wouldn't let him say shit. I don't know if that's just heel heat or promo heat, but <laughs> one or the other. I mean, you remember that episode of I want to say it was Raw when when Roman came out and they didn't let Roman say nothing. He just came out in the ring and stood in the ring with the mic and then they just booed him and then he just left. But that was showing that he had made it to the heel level where he was trying to get to. You know, that's true. That is very true. That's true. So maybe this is maybe this is Dominic finally making his mark as a heel. Yeah, I remember watching. Um, I was watching Ups and Downs, mm-hmm. um, and he was talking about it, basically saying like, um, I think he said something about how Dominic couldn't help but smile in the ring <laughs> while um, he was getting all those boos. Like he had like a smirk on his face. Right, he, he loved it. At, he yeah. like I got over. I got over now. <laughs> now I got your attention. <laughs> so, hey. what he needs to work on though is his endurance because little little um somebody was saying he took his shirt off and he was a little flabby. I ain't out here. Yeah. I ain't out here man shaming nobody or whatever because you know I'm flabby too and um mm-hmm. and there's some chunky wrestlers out there. But <laughs> he needs to work on his endurance as far as not getting windy because when he tried to hit that um 
that three amigos it was looking like he ain't had no um no pep in his spin you know <laughs> yeah the, yeah the spin was a little weak we were talking we were talking about that in our group chat we was like swear to god the non uh mexican logan paul is doing a better <laughs> three amigos than <laughs> than uh than dominic yeah that's that that's weird as hell but uh come on dom that move you was doing was more like the three gringos <laughs> not the three gringos <laughs> the, let's, I'm, let's the, your, the I'm tired <laughs> right let's do your dead let's do your dead father proud you know all right peter eddie oh man listen more on the 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 Dominic and 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 Ray Mysterio, excuse me, Dominic and Rhea Ripley love uh, story in darkness <laughs> uh, to to come. Clearly, there's a lot that I'm, I'm imagining that that WWE uh, plans on doing with the Judgment Day, ultimately led by them too. Would you even go to the lengths of saying? Maybe, you know, instead of creating a story like we talked about before, instead of creating a story to where they, they you know, spin off from the Judgment Day eventually, et cetera, even see Dominic and Rhea as, as Judgment Day co-leaders with all of this going on, does her manipulation then help Dominic kind of lead the charge? What you think about that? Nah, he don't need to be leading nothing. He needs to be at the bottom of the of the the Judgment Day totem pole. I, I, I think if anything, what 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 will eventually happen will be um, him no longer being a heel. Maybe he'll eventually get swayed by Ray or whatever. Who knows? But you know, hopefully that's a, a long ways away. You know, yeah. I this switch and then do another another quick switch like the big show but mm-hmm. um, but yeah you know eventually I can see you know um, kind of like a, a Randy Orton um, Wyatt family thing where you know he part of it but then he try to um, tear it down from the inside type situation yeah, absolutely absolutely that's a that's, that's definitely a good take on that and and speaking of of, of that name Wyatt um, for those of you that, that may or may not know the last couple of weeks of WWE live events during commercial breaks for us who are watching it on TV, um, the crowd has been getting uh, red lights, uh, Dark Mood, and Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit playing in the arena. And now there's even been an, an, an advertisement with that playing. Uh, somebody is coming tomorrow's the 23rd so either either a clue or somebody is coming tomorrow um, and we kind of all agree that there's probably about a, a 80 to 90 percent chance or 80 to 100 percent chance that this could be the return of Bray Wyatt because of various things that we all kind of pointed out you know I know I know you even brought back to my attention about like the white rabbit in the the fun house and all that sort of thing we've seen some shots of him with the the mad hatter hat on or whatever so is is this is this the Bray Wyatt that we're looking forward to seeing of a, a dark but fun 
gimmick to where he's not wearing a mask to where he's being himself and is this just his return or is he returning with a faction are they gonna or is is it gonna be not even necessarily another Wyatt family but are we talking about like a like a new fun house here right yeah he could definitely come out with like um some some people from um the Alice in Wonderland movie like the the fucking fat twins or the Cheshire cat or um you know the hookah smoking caterpillar all that shit you know um but yeah I'm not sure you know we saw that toy that it was of Bray Riot where he was dressed up like the Mad Hatter but then yeah. we saw the picture of him in the Mad Hatter outfit I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that was just um prep for the toy like if mm-hmm. they dressed him up like that to shoot it for the toy mm-hmm. but you know I'm not sure where that that image necessarily leaked from um but I could go as far as seeing that that could be his new look um kind of going with the you know the Mad Hatter fits his persona as far as different things that he's been even when he was being the fiend and um the funhouse Bray Wyatt you know he had the the um the glove that said what hurt and the other one said um, heal heal so mm-hmm. it was like having a duality or whatever so mm-hmm. you know being a man hatter is, is just like um the hulk or you know jekyll hyde or something you know too you know he can be fun but also sinister you know absolutely so, so that would be you know a good thing for him to come back with and as much as bray you know puts into his characters and the story and stuff like that if Triple H does have him coming back I would hope that he would um, give him um, carte blanche on his um, character <laughs> allow him to, um, to to do and work his character the way he wants to I've said I've, and, and, and to, to that point those are all good points I've said this a million times uh, Bray Wyatt was probably one of the one of the best parts of the the later half of the remainder of Vince McMahon's WWE like he he came in you know super green Husky Harris with the Nexus complete no name went back down to NXT reinvented that character rest in peace to the late great Brody Lee who we knew in WWE as Luke Harper um you know went back down to NXT got a whole new stride and then he just came and no matter what he did from that point on, whether it was the Wyatt family shit, whether it was the Fiend shit, whether it was the he he's I, I, I could see him over the course of the next 10 years. If this is him popping up tomorrow or whenever, I can see him over the course of the next 10 years with this kind of. You know how we we talk a lot about how Chris Jericho sort of has this uncanny ability to just kind of get anything he does over. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel that way with uh with with Wyndham with with Bray Wyatt because like we've literally seen three completely well, four completely different gimmicks and three of them have, have been extremely successful. So uh, I, I, if this is if this is it, I look forward to it. I like that they're that they're playing into the licensing of of the White Rabbit song. It just really creates uh, a dope vibe to to whatever this whatever this version of his that we may or may not be getting so I was just mm -hmm. one of of the Steel Cage members said in the group chat what if they end up putting um, Bray Wyatt and Karrion Cross together 
Wow. Um, first of all, we're gonna drop a quick bomb for Karrion Cross. Cause I'm a fan. And that was the super Jew, Jerry. Absolutely. Super. Shout out super to that comment. Shout out to, to our boy Jared of the Steel Cage Podcast. Uh love our guys over there. Listen, that alone, if you if you put them as a tag team, it would be great. But then obviously if if you make him the the bruiser of a of a Bray of a new Bray Wyatt led faction, <laughs> with him just being able to really be himself now or the, the, the cross that we all know, oh man. I, I, I feel sorry for a lot of motherfuckers on that roster because that that would be a special thing. That would be an extremely special thing. I mean, Cross has the, you know, good, good for him and for Triple H for bringing him back um, and putting his gimmick back together the way it was because the gimmick, is, the gimmick, the entrance, all of that stuff is part of it um, that makes him what he is. But um, yeah, putting putting him with Bray Wyatt, he kind of would have the. Remember when um, Braun Strowman first joined the Wyatt family? Absolutely. Wearing the sheet mask and stuff like that, just that type of like eerie feeling. He wasn't talking, you know, things like that. You know, I feel like Cross could bring that same type of. Um, feeling over if he was to join Bray. Hell then, yeah! You know, like I said, with the with the red lights, you know the, the stuff that stuff that Cross does already, the the white rabbit stuff, whatever. Like you said, if that was to be a faction and Cross was to be the heavy, um, I I think that that would work well. Hell yeah! That man, I'm I'm just geek. That even being a possibility just made me more excited about what could possibly happen tomorrow. Um, I, you know, again, only time will tell. Please tune in to SmackDown tomorrow if you want to find out because there was a date on that last ad, 923. That's tomorrow, SmackDown night. We'll see what the hell happens. And if you um, don't tune in, you'll get it spoiled. So, of course, <laughs> go online, find out. Hell, that's how, that's how Josh even got back into wrestling, was from spoilers on YouTube. <laughs> so you better off just going to watch it. <laughs> and if not, then just go to the Instagram and just see what happened after it happened. Because you're going to see it anyway. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, damn. I'll be like, why did I even click on this? Like, as soon as I open something, it's like right there. And I'm like, damn, okay. Well, I know what happened now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then, it, and then it's like, I don't, what it is for, for me and the whole spoiler thing is yeah i can i can hear about it and i can see it, but it's it's different you know i still me personally somebody could like watch a whole movie and tell me the script of the entire movie i still want to and in my in my mind i have to watch the movie because it's different getting somebody else's interpretation of somebody else's retweet and then really seeing it on the show how it's laid out or on the movie how it's laid out firsthand it's just like spoilers don't or, or what people consider to be spoilers half the time it don't even be spoilers people don't want you to say shit no more it's like yeah in this in this movie they were eating peanut butter oh don't say peanut butter you're gonna spoil it like it's okay but, but a spoiler and and uh and a surprise arrival is something different Correct. like 
in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we already knew that Steve Krasinski was going to be um, Reed Richards. That shit, was, that shit was all over the internet. It had been spoiled way before the movie had came out. Yeah. But if Paige coming back as somebody new, which nobody was reporting that, and then, and then you go online and you see that, then you don't get the shock value of getting to be surprised to see that. I, That's I, a I will, kind of spoiler. That takes away from the fun of it. Now, I will say, and, and, it's, and it's crazy because the the spoiler of her actually signing never happened. And, and I'm glad that you, because that was, that, that was something that I touched on briefly earlier. But yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Um, there was reports that her and AEW had been in conversation. We didn't even know what those conversations were or if anything had came to fruition. And this was like literally the day before or almost the same day as the pay-per-view. I'll go online. Yeah, uh, you know, the wrestler for me known as Paige, Soraya Jade, she's been in talks with AEW. So it's all that she's been in talks and you don't think because somebody has been in talks that right after the women's titles match, she's going to pop up. So that was a very that, that was a very interesting version of a surprise because we didn't know how that was going to go. We knew she was talking, but she'd been away from the ring for five years. Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm and I and that was something else that I mentioned earlier before you hopped on is like I'm interested to see what what Soraya with five year old ring rust is is about to do in AEW. You know what I'm saying? It's not a whole lot controlled here. You know, cats is kind of doing what they want, and at, at one point she was coming she was coming off of a, a, a injury, and. Um, Man, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna do because there, there have been like some, some cringy moments in AEW. Me and you have talked about it to where it's like, damn, I don't know if that might have been a good idea to, to do that particular move and, and that sort of thing. We seen what happened to uh, uh, Ruby Soho with the whole neck shit. That was weird. So I don't know. I just hope that with her experience. Not only is she a wrestler, but I hope that she's a, a solid locker room leader and just really like gets the you know helps to get the women's locker room of AEW into shape. Like I'm like I'm sure Tony Storm is doing, like I'm sure Thunder Rose is doing, but Soraya comes with uh, you know experience in and out of one of the more larger stages in, in pro wrestling. Not to mention her family owns a entire promotion in England, which her brother is still the star of. So. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if she's going to play more of a of a basically like um, Bailey with damage control type situation. Like, yeah, she didn't show up with a group, but she came up um, to face down basically um, Jay and the baddies. So, which means that you got to have people under you or to have your back in that sort of situation. Got to have a gang. And basically saying like. Um, I wonder if she's going to part-time wrestle, you know, like if right. she's going to be more of a more of a, a group leader in face mm-hmm. um, and and still wrestle, or is she going to wrestle full-time? Because like you said, the ring rest and the injury, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not sure. Um, obviously, if she came back, they got plans for her to do something, but mm-hmm. that's as, as far as that's going to go, because we didn't see her get physical yet. She just came out. So. Mm-hmm. And even and, and even some coaching. I mean, Matt, Madison Rain is doing that. Madison Rain 
is is backstage coach for the, for the AEW women's locker room, and she's been she's been having some matches from time to time. You know what I'm saying? And that's a familiar face. So um, I would love to to see what what Soraya's input to the AEW women's locker room is going to look like. Uh, for the foreseeable future, Josh, I hear you on that. You already know you got. It. He, he, he talking about he can't afford all them channels to watch. Josh, I hear you on that. You already know you got access to to my streaming services. If I got it, you know you automatically got it. So if you, if you want to watch any of the the week of wrestling, all you gotta do is ask me for my stream, my my sling, and it's, it's all good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it, you know. Wrestling is wrestling is exciting on both sides. Well, on, on both the main sides, there's obviously other sides to the world of professional wrestling. But on, on both the main sides of, of the two main competing brands, WWE and AEW, it's it's just been it's it's been a lot to to speculate. It's been a lot. It's been a lot to be excited about. It's been a lot to speculate. It's been a lot to turn up. Also, uh, something else that I touched on briefly a little bit earlier, um, we. <laughs> There's been reports going around that Punk um, may not be returning, and it may and it may be more so his decision. Also, like that, like the rumor is that there's supposed to be a, a buyout of his AEW contract. That there's been no confirmed reports on that yet, but that's the that's the rumor that's been going around the wrestling world that Punk may just not be coming back in general, whether he's forced not to come back or not. Uh, Kevin Nash definitely had a lot to say about that. Now I want to promote other podcasts on here, but that's big sexy. That's Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash had a lot to say about that. So at least, at least hear that, uh, part of it. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know, you know, and obviously we can see from, from this point going forward that obviously CM Punk is not necessarily making or breaking an AEW locker room, especially now we got a new, now we officially have a new champion. Uh, John Moxley is, is officially the AEW world heavyweight champion. He's a three time champion. Not the interim champion. That's big sexy. That's Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash had a lot to say about that. Yeah, I was wondering. I heard myself a second. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the hell? A A little double up right there, huh? (laughs) <laughs> but yeah man like um you know we can clearly see that that the AEW locker room tends to be doing well what about this this ROH title situation and the fact that that Jericho for the very first time in his career has won the Ring of Honor World Championship this yeah, is I mean, this is um, big building this is a big story build because this is the sports entertainer winning the wrestling title so right. what is luckily, <laughs> luckily for him, it wasn't the pure title because he was in there smacking hands and shit. They could have been like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> You're out of here. They would have got it. Hell yeah. <laughs> we show honor over here, buddy. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's great booking because here he is now uh, by cheating. The, the the ring of honor breaking the code of honor he is the ring of honor world heavyweight champion and then uh somebody who he's affiliated with is the pure champion does care about professional wrestling so then 
this this story can be built on on two sides. I love what they're doing with this. It was earning, and it may and it may be more so on uh-oh. on two sides. I love what. Uh-oh. What are you what? doing, that, my bad? I don't know. What are you just that was me on Facebook. <laughs> trying to um, read the, I was trying to read the comments on the video on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Oh, you can't. Uh, you you can't see him on your side in the in the. Uh, the, what am I trying to say? The streamyard? Nah. Oh, interesting. Okay, I guess that only works on the the primary profile or whatever. We'll figure that out. But anyhow, I only see, um, what, you, I only see what you post up in the um, in a ticker. Yeah, yeah. Not a not a whole lot of not a whole lot of comments. By the way, it's all just it's all just just my just friend Josh. being yeah, just Josh <laughs> being Josh. One day I'm a, one day I'm gonna get him on the show so so he can share his opinions or something. Uh, one one day I definitely get him on the show, but uh, yeah, like you were saying, Jericho has um has basically been the champ everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's, that's that, that's what he called the Ocho. This is his eighth world title win. Jericho has had a championship only with the exception of of TNA or Impact Wrestling. Jericho has held a title in every major major wrestling promotion on the market now and now and now the ring of honor world champion and, and again as as we mentioned he is now the sports entertainer holding the title that is prestigious with wrestling so what does that now mean with with him and daniel garcia's relationship already on the rocks and what and, and every and, and everything beyond that he's gonna have to defend that belt he's gonna have to have some some interesting matches i'm sure there'll be a rematch with him and claudio i definitely look forward to the rematch um yeah so it's, it's funny because Daniel Garcia has the the pure title right so exactly. now him, so now two members of the Jericho society have both of the ROH titles yeah mm-hmm. exactly that's what I, that's what I was mentioning I'm like his boy got the so, pure championship so what does so, that do? <laughs> um Daniel Garcia needs to challenge Jericho for the ROH heavyweight title, they should do a match where they put both titles on the line so that Daniel Garcia can become a double champion and he can hold both ROH titles. If they hey, if they do that, he gotta he gotta have another championship entrance. They gotta bring West Side Gun back. <laughs> if they do that. I'll be damned. Um and, and we seen we seen him yesterday also front row. Black. I would need that to happen at a big event. I would need that to happen like at the inaugural at the inaugural ROH um, TV. I would like that. Or something like that. You know? I, I would like, like that. Build up to that where where now when you have your your second or third brand or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. getting some airtime or do a ROH themed pay-per-view. They've done one already, haven't they? So they've, like, done, they, they've done two. They, they they've done Supercard of Honor and they've done uh, Death Before Dishonor. Yeah. So mm-hmm. either either one or the other, either on a ROH TV show or on a ROH themed pay per view. To have, I'm uh, I'm, I'm with that. you because it's it's easy for them to, to do the ROH pay per view. I know that Tony is still you know working the the, the TV deal with ROH and then it's interesting because. Um, there'll be a, a kind of a network merger that's supposed to be happening at the top of next year sometime. So I'm sure he's probably 
going through it with that. But where are the ROH wrestlers? Like, that's why he got AEW people holding the straps because the yeah. only Samoa Joe got a strap. But other than that, I mean, remember this issue with Gresham? I ain't seen or heard from him mm. since he dropped the title. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think he's just like taking a break from wrestling. Period. Last time I seen Jonathan Gresham, there's a there's a post from today uh, by Jordan Grace. Shout out to Jordan Grace. There's a post today with him and Jordan Grace. Ass. No, <laughs> we see a lot of that, but right, she posts uh, that all the time. That's why, I'm right, there. right, no, not that they they were uh, they were both in there in their home gym in their garage, and she's walking up to him. It's funny because they're literally the same height. It's hilarious. They swole as hell, and they literally the same fucking height. Both like five foot two or some shit. But <laughs> she 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 runs over there to John. John picks up, you know, kind of holds it like that, and then. They do it the other way where she picks John up and it's just <laughs> it's just like yo that would make no sense to see that damn straws. He's holding him up there. He got the legs around. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I just found that to be funny as hell because I, I didn't realize that's a that's a testament to how to how short Jonathan Gresham is because they're when I say literally the same height, that is not an exaggeration. That shit was funny. <laughs> I'm like, they could be a tag team. There's no reason why they can't be a tag <laughs> Oh, shit. But anyway. The reason uh, they can't be a tag team is because they weren't wrestling at the same promotion. That's the only reason. Otherwise, right. Yeah. To be a mixed tag team. Give them the mixed tag team titles. And, hey, that would be where, wild. Where's Sammy, Sammy Guevara? And... And 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 Tayante or whatever yeah, it is, uh, Ty Mello. Yeah, <laughs> that would be uh, interesting. Like the the belt that they have now, which uh, which is from another promotion, which is like a a mixed tag belt. Maybe maybe Jonathan and Jordan need to go for that. That'd be that'd be an interesting um, interesting turn of events there. But yeah, you're right. Where are uh, I know. Um, I know the Briscoes are, are doing a little bit of indie work. They did some dates with Impact. Um, not officially signed, signed, but I know they did some dates for Impact and, and they did some dates in the indies. The rest of the... the Oh, yeah. And then um, another former ROH guy, uh, Josh Woods, he's with 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 Tony Nese up under uh, Smart Mark Sterling. And he's a former ROH dude. He came in to, to AEW as the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Wheeler had to beat him for that. So, um, you know, so we got a we got a couple of the core Ring of Honor guys there, and then obviously they're just, they're just few and far between, you know. And yeah, all the yeah. We're talking about that. Um, oh Lord, let me let me look around and make sure um, CM Punk ain't nowhere by me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Because we talked about, um, you know, who being over there at ROH, but um, but then you know, Lee Booker Megaran had broke some news to us and said that he said that no, he's um, he's not at ROH. He's um, in, independent right now. Hmm. So interesting. And, and don't know if don't know if if you know who had anything to do with that or if that was already a thing to begin with. You know that's that's one of those situations where it's so um, touchy over there because yeah. it's like 
you don't want to you don't want to be the reason people getting moved around or getting fired you know right. just be, just because y'all have um bad blood with each other but, but man i mean only time to tell and 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 again all, uh on the side of smackdown also tune in the rampage tomorrow uh rampage grand slam will be a, a special two-hour rampage same thing they did last year um pretty much Rampage was already filmed the same night that they did the Dynamite Grand Slam so only though only those of us watching it on TV will be seeing it for the first time tomorrow but those who were there got to see some things uh on yeah, I happen to see a, I happen to see a few people that I know on Instagram that was there um mm-hmm. you know live at the Grand Slam so they got to see um Dark already so you know yeah. they, are, they already got to see the um the hook and, and action Bronson man. Man, I look forward to that shit. I can't uh, wait. Oh man, I'm being ready. I tell you, I'm pulling that stuff. Right, it's a uh, hook and action. Hook and action Bronson versus uh, Daddy Magic Matt Menard and Cool Hand and Angelo Parker. Yeah, my homie, my homie, Right God Seven One Eight on Instagram. Jose, he uh, was there. Got a saw him in the crowd. Um, he got his picture with West Side Gun. Boom, boom, Of course. So it's um it's necessary. It's a right passage. If you at AEW, you get your picture with West Side Gun. It's how it go. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> ticket. You get you get a chair and you get a picture with West Side Gun. Hey, <laughs> we 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 got a picture with West Side Gun at a, at a Ring of Honor New Japan event at MSG. I I think I <laughs> that right there will, will always stick out in my mind. Um, yeah, he's got chairs. Like, no. I got a W chair now. Yeah, yeah, had chairs. Yeah, that we, yeah, we do got to get a do got to get an AEW chair. You're right about that. I would love to have an AEW chair. I damn yeah, near, I damn near might order one just to just to have one. I might get the all out chair. I haven't, you know? I haven't set. I I've set close at an AEW event like we said close um, when we were in DC, mm-hmm. but um. But yeah, I don't know if they had chairs at that particular event. But no, nah, because it was just like a regular weekly. At the events that they do have chairs, I need to sit closer so that I can get one. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen, bro. It's gonna happen. More eight. If, if I, I, I promise to God, if I got to keep going to cities I ain't never been to for AEW shows, <laughs> I'm not complaining at all. And, and clearly, me and you have essentially traveled together amongst ourselves. So we, we we good either way. Um, yeah, they have they have not came to Arizona yet to Phoenix. Man, I'm the I'm closest, like yo. Closest they've been in Vegas and and LA and and I did not make it to the LA show. So man, I did. I, I wanted to be. I wanted to be at the show with the forum so bad. I'm so mad I didn't make it to that one. But it's cool when they spend the block. I'll be there. I love AEW. They'll be around. But uh, yeah, man. Listen, a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling in the world out there. Please check it out. Tune in. Whoever you watch, do what you do. Um, oh, another another shout out to AEW and they and the and the New York rap groups would be come on. Um, Stokely Hathaway's group, The Firm. Yeah, I mentioned, I, I mentioned that that was most likely going to be the title of this episode, Firm Biz. That's yeah, man, we got the Firm. You, baby. Firm, uh, firm, firm Biz. biz. 
Hell yeah, man. Now I remember uh uh Mac was a big fan of, of, the, of the firm, so naturally I I uh I listened to it alongside him back in the day. But yeah, man, we got the firm and clearly they they with they with the shits, they backing up MJF. We seen uh W Morrissey, who, who the rest of the general wrestling world may know as big cash. He came out there and choked the motherfucker. <laughs> How you feel about him being back? Uh he's in shape. He has a great look. He does um, look like he's slimmed down. Yeah, I've I've I had the pleasure of, of watching W. Morrissey a, a few times, separated from from Enzo, just just on the Indies as he was starting to to tone up and as he's starting to get better. Um, I I like his look now, and I think he still he's obvious he was he wasn't bad on the mic then, so it'd be so it'd be interesting. You know, he's not he's not bad on the mic now, so. He he has kind of all the things that he would need to be great. It's just really up to him to really take that type of shit to the next level. So uh, yeah. I, I like it. There's a possibility that he could be that he could be MJF's new Wardlow. And 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 why not? Why not? He he's taller than Wardlow. He's bigger than Wardlow. <laughs> Like, like this is this is a whole another another animal. And if you, you want to get some, and if you want to get somebody over, even though he's a returning wrestler, so people already kind of know who he is. But for those that don't, mm-hmm. that's how people get. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's, it's it's a perfect scenario. It's a perfect scenario for all of them. For you know, eventually, as as Lee Moriarty is is getting more involved and. Uh, all ego Ethan Page is is already dope in my opinion. So this will be a, a, a interesting push for him. I missed the man of the year angle, but this will be interesting because I wanted to see him in more and more solo based stuff anyway. So while he has to represent the firm, ego's his own man. W Morrissey's his own man. Lee Moriarty's on man. So well, you know, only time will tell. But I'm but I'm excited about where it's going. So you brought up the man of the year stuff, but um. Yeah, it seemed like after um, Scorpio Sky lost the title to uh, Workload, it wasn't no big implosion, but everybody just went their separate ways. Like Dan Lambert ain't been on TV no more since then. Um, he probably went back to doing whatever he was doing before then, just being mm-hmm. a coach at his at his um, training facility or something like that. But um, yeah, but and then Scorpio Sky got injured, didn't he? Uh, yeah, Scorpio Sky I, got I'm, injured. I'm not sure if that was. Because I think he was injured before he had the title with match with Wardlow, and that's why he got pushed back or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that had anything to do with him dropping the title either, if he was still injured or not. But I haven't seen him on TV since he lost the title. He had had, he had, had uh, maybe one maybe one or two matches after the belt, but I th- but I don't I don't think he lost the belt because of the injury. But I do think that that then created an opportunity. That he like well, yeah, because like I was gonna I was gonna drop the belt to Warlow anyway. Now I kind of have no choice, <laughs> so let me just go ahead and take this L for for Bro, so he can so he can be the man, and that's all good. Um, man, so with all the craziness in this week of wrestling, man, any any final thoughts come to mind? Ooh, you a little you a little choppy, my brother. You a you a little choppy, just a tad. Uh, 
Uh, let's see. Right now, we all good. <laughs> right now, we all good. Repeat it again. Go ahead. I want to be as happy as Sami Zayn when he comes out with the Usos. Man, you know, you know, the bloodline. Solo Sokoa. We didn't talk about so man. Solo Sokoa told y'all hang down the text and say not with me. Man, listen, Sam, Sammy came out so about that. Hey, Sammy is the heart and soul of the bloodline. I don't care what nobody <laughs> Real shit. Um, he's, the only, he's the only member of the bloodline with no title. <laughs> but he got the most. But he, got the, he got the title of best dancer. Right. And he got he, he probably got we probably got the biggest push out that whole crew except for Roman. <laughs> That's wild as hell. Um I saw somebody say that um that they only keep Sami Zayn around so that he can babysit their little brother now. <laughs> That's fucked up. Man, safe and been around for a while. Excuse, uh, excuse me, Solo. He, he been around for a minute, man. He'll be all right. Um, <laughs> that's funny. That was a, that was a hilarious take. But listen, guys, um, before we get up out of here, couple of things. Do we have a burial? Um. I don't know. <laughs> Who did something fucked up this um this week? <laughs> oh, I could actually. Th- I got a perfect answer to that question. Um, it's not even so much of a of a burial. So right before, right before we we hopped on the show, or right or right before I kicked off the show, I hopped in a Twitter space. With uh, with our friends at uh, at at the Lady Blurds, uh, Kylie and and company, they were around and they were doing a Twitter space. And Kylie had DM me. He's like, man, hop, she's like, hop in this conversation real quick. I'm like, cool. I was setting up the show, so I had a sec. And they were talking about, I forgot the gentleman's name. Forgive me. I don't I don't watch a whole lot of basketball people. But I forgot the gentleman's name that owns or is the is the lead coach or owns the uh, the Boston Celtics organization. Oh, I know what you're about to say, but you just yeah. reminded me of something else. So go ahead mm-hmm. and say that, and then I got an actual burial. Yeah, absolutely. So it ain't even so much of what he did that's the burial, but how he did it and the fact that, you know, automatically when you black and you do something fucked up, they're going to make a target out of you. So he's suspended right now from the Celtics organization uh, for sleeping with Celtic or Celtics. Celtics. Some people say Celtics. Some people say Celtics. I don't know. Um, so he's been suspended from the Celtics organization for banging not one but two coworkers. And keep in mind that this is the boyfriend and fiance of only one of the baddest women in, in entertainment since the 90s, Nia Long. You got Nia at the crib, and for whatever reason, you fumbling the ball with two co-workers. I don't, you know, and I ain't in they, I ain't in their bed, I ain't in their room, so I don't know what the whole 
what the whole vibe of that is, but I just think on a public perspective. And then I found out that he was being hella messy and he was getting it cracking like in the locker rooms. And when they weren't around, he's in the locker room uh, spanking his monkey. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, what are you doing at work with your freak body? Like, chill, bro. So I got to bury bro because it's like, you know, everybody didn't, everybody at some point didn't, didn't fuck the coworker, or whatever the situation may be. But all that other just nasty. I, mean, I, ain't, I ain't burying nobody for fucking their coworker at work. I ain't fuck their coworker at work. Right. No, I'm not, I'm not burying him for that neither. I'm bur- I'm burying him for the way he's going about it and all the other messy shit like again oh man if i was if if i man i guess things that i shouldn't say on the podcast (laughs) i was a basketball coach and i was smashing the locker room the perfect place the team out there playing y'all y'all play i let the assistant coach um run y'all drills for a second i gotta go to the bathroom real quick and i go back there and you know Smack, smack, smang real quick, you know, smash something. And then smanging in the locker room. And then and then the team come back, you know, at halftime and wonder why the locker room smelling like pussy. Right. (laughs) And he But it's like not only that, it's it's the kinkies. He's spanking his monkey in the locker room. Like, what is you doing, bro? Like you 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 rich, you have access to 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 vehicles and places, homes and other resources to to get it cracked, you already know what the public perception gonna be like. Hey, man, he'll know. be already he'll be all right. This is just a minor setback in order for a bigger comeback. We just shouted out Paige returning, and she <laughs> had but again, with the gold belt doing right. unmentionable things. So right. I mean, but she wasn't, but but she, but number one, she wasn't doing any of this stuff at actual places of business. I mean the, the we, don't know. we don't know. No, that was that particular footage. She was she was working with people that she was also in in relations with. So I'm pretty sure right. for but whatever happened at a set. <laughs> right. But but whatever happened, she she wasn't being super messy about it. And why what I mean by that is to say it was her private footage that was only meant to go to only one or two people. That that got out. What so I was people finding out that he was jerking off in the um in the locker room. This is stuff that's coming up on like camera and, and shit like that and, and different things. And it's like, well, yo. I mean, that's that's his fault. Then he should know where yeah. the camera is and the that's angle. You should know that if you're gonna beat off in the locker room, you got to do that off in the corner <laughs> and not. You it's not, it's just, just, not just in the middle. Of the, it's of the just some messy shit that you just shouldn't be doing. You just shouldn't be doing anyway. In 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 general, it's not that it's not that you you shouldn't be doing it, but the way you went about it was just messy. So I gotta bear I gotta bury him not for the action, but for the messiness of the action. Man, and then uh, and then go Kanye, ahead. Kanye called it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> what part? Every every chick, every sheet that I skeeted on, chick that I cheated on, <laughs> every, every girl I cheated on, she skeeted on, couldn't leave her alone. Thought I needed, thought I needed a knee alone. <laughs> thought he did, but what he really needed was a um, what what what's her role? Vice coach, vice assistant, something. I don't, I only seen the woman's face. 
and she wasn't bad looking. I only seen the woman's face. I don't even know what her official position is. Like I said, forgive, forgive me, y'all, who are watching this and listening. I don't watch mm-hmm. basketball like that, so I don't really know a lot about who's who. But this Men one. are dogs, and we don't have our female correspondent on right now, so. <laughs> he, he, had, he had Nia Long at home, and Nia Long got her own bread, and he was still right. I was mm-hmm. doing his thing. Jay Z got Beyonce and he still was doing this thing. Man, it don't this, really, it yeah. don't matter who you are. Somebody said if Nia Long getting cheated on, we all getting cheated on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no, what it really is is that no matter how beautiful somebody is, handsome somebody is, you somebody is somebody's headache. So absolutely, you know, we don't know these people personally. We don't know how they are every day. We don't know how mm-hmm. their lives are. So we can only go off of, oh, my God, he had the opportunity to be with her. I can't believe he messed that up. But you don't know what he's dealing with. Of course. You know? Of course. And, that's, and, and that was something else that I was going to bring up, too. Like, that, well, that's that's why I mentioned earlier, like, I'm not in a bedroom, so I don't know what led up to to this going on. And I'm not even so much burying dude because of what he did. It's how he's doing it, considering that he is a public figure as part of the NBA and he's black like you already know black folks can't can't we unfortunately can't make mistakes because we're the ones that get the biggest examples made out of meanwhile if this was uh bartholomew goldstein owner of the or owner of coach of the the celtics or whatever like i don't even think he'd be suspended right now and it's not to say that dude doesn't it's not to say that dude doesn't deserve to be suspended for being messy but you see the point. It's like, come well, on, dude. Here's my better. retort to that and come also on. my burial. So okay. Phoenix Suns owner. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this guy. I know, but, you were, but you were saying that if he was white, that he wouldn't even get a suspension. But this guy is being forced to sell both of his teams. So mm-hmm. he has to sell the Phoenix Suns and the, um, the Phoenix Mercury because of some racist shit that he said or did, which is good. Get, get his white racist ass out of here. Yeah. So, and the thing is that, um, and it did take, you know, a lot of um, NBA players to get together and, you know, voice their opinions through social media and things like that yeah. for the, um, the NBA to take um, a stronger approach towards it because of, at first it was just um, suspension or something, mm-hmm. but yeah, now now he's being forced to sell the company, and that's good. Get some new ownership out of here. I mean, in here, get some younger ownership in here if you can. Um, like uh, Mega Rand said, he should be forced to sell um, to some minority people. Mm-hmm. Um, he should have to sell the Mercury to a woman owner. Mm-hmm. Um, just just different things so that we can get these um, these teams handled differently. And just out of this whole um, old money, um, rich, white, old um, fucking what's the word that I want to use? Bigot, bigot, tyrant, whatever you want. (laughs) Everything. All of that. (laughs) Big house. Yeah. um, Yeah. What's what's them shits called? The um, plantation owners. Ah. Uh, all, all, all of that shit. Let's let's get these old eighty-year-old owners that look at their players like property, right? And then, and, and in short, 
this show goof ass down. That's what the that's what they need to do. Like if if you're racist and you're part of the NBA, which which is only popular because of black folks, then yeah, you shouldn't even be you shouldn't even be part of that. That's a whole nother situation in itself, completely isolated from from that. Because that's just like, dude, really at this point, word, that's what we doing. Come on, bro. And for the back of week, let's give it to the chick on the Celtics who he was smashing. No. <laughs> He gonna say for the sack for the snack of the week, give it to who he was smashing. She earned it, right? She earned something. She, she wouldn't know her face or anything else if it wasn't for that. She only known, she only known for smashing. <laughs> oh man. Or we could give it to we could give it to um the chick Adam Levine was smashing. Oh my god. And I just barely heard about that. So that was like new news to me. As of only maybe forty minutes ago, well, well not forty minutes ago, but uh, I've been I've been seeing the memes that people been making out of his um, text messages. They've been clowning. Oh, okay. So I didn't know what that was, bro. Like I was, I started seeing Adam Levine and these text messages. I didn't know what that was about. That's just let you know I don't really be tuned into like the dramatic shit like that. Like I like Adam Levine because of Maroon Five. When it start diving into some of this other shit that be going on. I'll be like, God damn! I just have to back away, and I'll be like, "Whoa!" I think I think somebody said that he's married to a supermodel or something, but he smashed the Instagram thought. So, man, yeah, never fails. You're right. Nobody's nobody's safe if 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 they really not happy. Nobody's safe. That's real. So, it ain't safe. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. Yeah, man. No, um, no. Yeah, no, go ahead and hit your um your your snack of the week tone. I got one. Man, whoo-hoo. wow. Uh, my my. No, snack- I said hit your tone. Hit your tone. Oh, dude. okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so <laughs> we now go into the manly snack of the week. Snack of the week. What's your snack? Me along. I know you had a long week. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, if you're watching this or if somebody you know sends you the link, he couldn't wait. How did I know that was going to happen? Your ass couldn't wait. Nia Long, you you will continuously uh, be the queen. Somewhere between you and Sanaa Lathan, y'all will forever be the queen. But specifically talking about Nia Long, you will forever be the queen. Please don't let that ever be the snack of the week. Snack of the week. <laughs> Wait, say it one more time. Snack of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I said show uh, forever be the snack of the week, also. But yeah, um, dude, oh, I saw yeah. an inter- I saw an interview with her where um, somebody was who who was it? I forget what, who Larry, answered this the, question. The but somebody King was. Yeah, did you see it asking her about? Um, I seen it. Jayco. I seen it when it happened. Yeah, I, I seen that video saying, when it happened. And her saying that J Cole not too young, and now everybody yeah, he just don't he just don't know it Cole, yet. Right, but J Cole is trending on Twitter now because everybody had been sharing that now and talking uh, about hey, J Cole. 
you can, you can get your shot now because ah. <laughs> of relationship issues. <laughs> Can't hear you. There you go. What was oh, you saying? Uh, no, I was like for it for J Cole. I was sending this as a message to J Cole. J Cole. Uh, tell you, tell your girl, you need a hall pass. You go, you go ahead and you go ahead and get that cracking. One time for oh, the fun time. Me alone. Let me tell you this. Mm. You had a good thing. Don't know if I'm gonna see you again. <laughs> Cause that coach ain't about to be your man. No, ma'am. <laughs> Better start going to some J. Cole basketball games over there in Canada or Africa or something. On my soul. He's playing. He getting it in on the courts. But uh but yeah, man, snack of the week, knee along. I can vouch for that, definitely. Um go watch you some um what's that? Kanye West um touch the sky. Ah, with, the touch with, the sky video is still with, with fellow um Chicago native Lupe. Yes, sir. You know? Lupe Fiasco. That was that was my introduction to Lupe. I thought was a lot of people's introduction to Lupe, but that was definitely my introduction to Lupe. That's the show. Lupe came in dropping them anime bars all in that song, talking about Mumra and talking about Luke in the third. He was. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on one second. Oh, Jesus. what happened? You got unplugged. All right, we we. Yeah, yeah, weird technical difficulty type shit. Repeat that one more time for me. Oh, I said Lupe came in dropping them anime bars as soon as he came in, talking Lupin, about Lupin the third. Talking yeah. about Lupin the third. Yeah, yeah, he came right in. He, he said he, dropping them Thundercat bars, Lionel. I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to stop lying like a mum rob, but I'm not lying when I'm laying on the beat. Mm-hmm. A touche Lupe, cool as an undar, but I still feel possessed as a gun charge. Come as correct as a porn star. <laughs> still one of the hardest lines ever. Who's um, on third? Lupe still like Lupe in the Lupe third. In the third. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. But yeah, you get, you, you get you some Nia Long in that video, and you get you some um. Damn, who else is in that video? Um. Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis, yeah. Mm-hmm. You want you only want the tits? What about the ass? Man, <laughs> you know, because you know Tracy got plenty of it. But uh with that being said, man, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Again, it's a lot of wrestling out there. You know, if you into it, which we're assuming that you into it in even the slightest capacity, if you listening to us, so whatever your product of choice is, check it out. But it's a lot on all sides, and it's a lot also, of talent. While you out here, if you throw somebody the peace sign and they happen to put a peace sign in the middle of yours like that, don't get offended, okay? Yeah, don't don't get offended, man. It's, it's scissoring is a thing now, so we just got to take it for what it is. It's the new DX chop. It's the, it's the new two sweet. Instead it's of throwing new... these up, we're going to be throwing these up. <laughs> I can't put it in place of the two sweet, but I can, I, I can replace the DX chop for a little while. Two sweet is special. Uh, you're gonna, gonna start instead of saying too sweet me when you see me, you're gonna say scissor me when you see me. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not gonna go that far, but <laughs> but uh, uh, without any further ado, y'all, we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here. It has been a uh, a wonderful uh, hour and 42 minutes with you guys. We really appreciate you hanging out 
with me early on when I first came in. And we appreciate you hanging out with us when my boy T. Call came through. Uh, at some point, we'll get the we'll get the gang back together, and uh, and we'll all have uh, you know cookies and cakes and pies and ice cream and <laughs> and talk about that. But you know, me and T. Call gonna hold it down. And we're going to make sure y'all get your wrestling news. We're going to make sure y'all get your hip-hop culture shit on. Uh, Rand's out, uh, Rand just came back from off tour. Glad he's home and doing his thing, man. Y'all tap in with Mega Rand. Y'all know he got a lot of stuff going on. T got a lot of stuff going on. Album on the way. Chinatown. Crazy. I got a lot of stuff going on. Album on the way. 1313. Myself and Ron Mack. Uh, self-titled debut. Going crazy. Um, me, and, me and Rand got a show in October. Um, oh I yeah, I know you're gonna be doing more things in October with um, MC Front a lot. I think they're going on like a mini tour in October. Yes, sir. Um, but he also will be here um, October 30th, which is um, a Sunday, day before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be having a show at Monarch Theater, hell um, yeah, downtown Phoenix, the Halloween show put on shout by out House, to, House of Respect the Underground. I was just about to say shout out to the Respect the Underground family, Justice and Felix and company, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, this is this is um, an impromptu um, album release party for me. So mm-hmm. not sure if I'll be doing another one after this one, but I will have um, the album on deck and merch on deck. So mm-hmm. come on out and check out the new shit. I think the sec I think the second thing that you should do for that project, and we'll talk about this more off the grid, but the second thing you should do for that should be like a big ass listening party. Like, cause we're doing one final listen for our album in the other studio where it's more room over there, uh in in Brian's suite at HKS. But I feel like maybe have a maybe have people listen to the whole album at a at a venue somewhere. People like big listening parties and shit like that. And you can still sell merch if you really wanted to. You know? Yeah. I think it'll be a fire idea. But again, we'll talk about that off the grid. If I, but if I was doing it, I'd probably try to make it like industry um like um like DJs and um, industry mixes. Yeah. To mm-hmm. to listen to it, you know. Maybe a maybe a couple um randos, but mainly mm-hmm. just um just just the who's who. Yeah. The creme de la creme of the crop, you know. Absolutely. No, I, I feel that entirely, man. But uh, but yeah, support us out here. Support the podcast, Random Beaks, Geekscape, uh, Matt Mania Podcast. On behalf of myself, my brother T. Call, y'all already know what it is. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Uh, this has been Matt Mania Podcast, episode 211. And it's always important, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you get slammed by life. Please keep your shoulders off Off the mat. mat. And we out this bitch like a newborn baby. I'll let you boys. Scissor me, daddy ass. (laughs) Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) Everyone loves Matt Mania Podcast. Right. When is the acclaim going to arrive in Phoenix? Come on, AEW.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 